The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest. W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Today's episode of Tea with Publicity is presented by my favorite tequila hard seltzer, Mamitas. Mamitas is a hard seltzer made with real tequila. It's only 95 calories with a 5% ABV, so you know it will get the job done, especially now that we're entering spring and summer's on the horizon. It comes in four flavors, mango, pineapple, paloma, and lime. I think right now paloma is my favorite front winner. I did like a taste test for TikTok and honestly they're all so good because they're not artificial tasting. They actually taste kind of like the names. They taste like they sound. Um, But I think Paloma is my front runner but I don't know. I'm going to drink some more this week and I'll, I'll report back next week. So get them in four packs or variety packs of eight. It's mucho delicious and be sure to get yours and follow them at Drink Mamitas. Okay, let's get into today's episode. What's going on, Mackenzie? Nothing much. How's it going? Good. I was saying, um, guys, so I record usually my intros on Mondays and then they come out on Tuesdays for you. And I was looking at Mackenzie and I was like, is this not the most Monday Monday we've ever had? Yeah, it really is. It's raining here in New York City. Gloomy. Oh, dark. The worst. Just not good. No. And like I woke up this morning and it was one of those things where I was like, I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah, me too. Me too. I told myself I was going to work out too in the morning. Didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. I'm also supposed to go to Soul Cycle at 5.15 and it's raining out. And part of me is like, there's nothing I want to do less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Than go to Soul Cycle. Especially when it's raining, I don't want to do anything. Anything. And like, I know I'll feel probably good if I go, but it's like that internal struggle of like, Okay, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so true. Normally, I look forward to it because when it's sunny, I'm like, ooh, getting out of work and the sun shining. Yep. And, and now bright. that it's warm out and like daylight savings yes. and it's brighter now, it's like better mood, but not when it's days like not today. Not when it's like today, you just want to go home, have warm food, cuddle yep. up in bed. Yep, exactly. Um, So I'll update you guys on my personal life. Um, Then we have a really cool interview with Anissa from MTV's The Challenge, and I'll get into that in a little bit but first what I'm going to do switch things up a little bit this week I'm going to get into my intro telling you guys about my personal life then I'm going to do spill the tea because I have a lot that I want to talk about and I don't want it at the end of the episode this week because it kind of ties into the Anissa interview um then we'll go into the interview with Anissa and that will wrap us for today's show so just to update you guys a little bit um my best friend Jill moved to my area so I'm super excited because we lived on complete different um ends of the city all mm-hmm. of quarantine oh yeah and when we were like deep in quarantine it was hard because it's when no one was taking public transportation right. and you didn't want to go outside really. yeah and like we would be like okay do we walk and meet in the middle but then what if we have to pee and we can't use public restrooms right like- yeah it's so true <laughs> so many logistics so many logistics so now that I have another friend in my area I already have a few um we're joking like you might have seen on my Instagram story I I put like a story up of us all drinking wine and I said main campus meetup and it's because we're joking that we basically feel like we're back in college mm-hmm. because two of my friends live in the same well okay 
two of my friends live in the same building and then another set of friends live in the same oh, that's building so fun. next to each other. Yeah. And then I live next to them. So it's like all of us in this one concentrated area in different buildings. So we're like, basically we're in dorms. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's so fun. <laughs> and oh then like gosh. this main area that we live in, we pretend we're like, okay, that's the quad. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's main campus. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, so we're joking because it's like obviously now we're 30 and we feel living next to each other like it's such a refreshing thing to be close to friends. So yeah. that's been really um great for me. Mm-hmm. I also um was shooting some influencer content in Soho last week and that's something I don't do anymore because now that I work here, like I'm not really doing as much like influencer outfit photos. Yeah, right. But every so often I like to get together with an influencer friend and shoot content because I like to show you guys how I'm styling my merch mm-hmm. and like it just helps me with my Instagram and stuff. Yeah. So there's like this corner in Soho <laughs> that it's funny. Whenever I stand on this corner, either I get recognized by followers yeah. or I see other influencers uh, or both. Yeah. Like it is the influencer corner yeah. in <laughs> the Soho. place to be. Yeah. And if you guys are wondering, I'll give you all the tips. It's um, if you just put in like Dr. Smood into your um, like Google Maps, it's that corner by like Dr. Smood, the one in Soho. I don't know. You'll you'll find it if you put that in. It's like you'll know the corner. And there's all these like really pretty ivory buildings and influencers like to use it as their like neutral backdrop. And so I was shooting with my friend Carrie and we ran into these other two influencers, Charlotte and Shara Lee, who we haven't seen because normally you guys run into each other at influencer events and brand events. But right. since we've been in quarantine yeah. for a year and a half, we no brands are doing events. Yeah, we aren't doing Fashion Week. We're right. not seeing each other. Yeah, so we ran into them, and we were like, "Oh my god, let's catch up." Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really nice because we made plans this weekend to get drinks and dinner, and it's just fun to see people that are almost like colleagues that you haven't seen in a year and a half. Yeah. And I missed that human, like, interaction. Right, yeah, for someone that you haven't seen in so long. Yeah, Yeah. so I feel like a lot of you guys are going to be feeling that when you start going back to the office and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's almost, like, weird because so much has changed in people's lives. Yes, yeah. Like, I have a completely new career. Yeah, yeah, I I did too. I got this job, like, last May. So, yeah, same. It's weird. It's very weird. Yeah, you notice when you're seeing people and you're catching up. Like, you used to catch up and there was nothing to update on. Yeah. Now it's like people within this time frame have gotten married. People have had kids. People have had new jobs, moved across the country. Yeah, I know. Or, like, traveled or, like, stayed in one place at one time. Lived with their parents for a year. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's really crazy. It is weird. I I actually never even thought about that. That's so weird. I almost didn't even realize until I was like talking to people and catching up and realizing we're talking about all these things that we used to do as influencers and go to events. And I'm like, that's not my life anymore. Yeah. It's so it's really interesting. So you guys will start noticing that. But there is a major like Hibley that I noticed. And if you're new here, Hibley stands for hate it but love it. It's a theory that me and my college friends invented. And my major Hibley of the week is day drinking. Oh. Yeah. Because what I love about it is that it's so fun. Like to be fun, like to be drunk when it's daylight. Yeah, the best. Is a blast. Like it's so fun. But the hate it part is like, 
when the hangover hits when you're still awake. Okay, yeah. I was wondering what the hate was going to be because yeah. I love day drinking, but that is a good point. Like when you go home now and it's it's like 9 p.m. Yep. and now I'm drunk on the couch, but yeah. like I started drinking at 4. Right. So now I'm kind of coming down. Yeah. And I'm like the sugar's hitting and normally you would just be sleeping or tossing and turning true, through yeah, that portion. That's true. And then all of a sudden it's like 10 p.m. and I'm like, Am I hungover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only good part, though, I would say is that you're not hungover in the morning. Fair. So, like, it's, like, I don't know, it's kind of a trade-off. But, yeah, the worst, too, is in college when you day drink and then you'd be hungover and then everyone would be like, all right, let's go out now. And I'm like, I'm hungover and it's 9.30 p.m. And I, like, can't really rally that well no, with that. yeah. When no, I'm hungover, true. there's not, like, some people will be like, just keep drinking. Like, I will throw up if I keep doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In college, I was, like, invincible. I could really, like, do it. <laughs> I yeah. could rally. But now it's kind of like, all right, I got to relax. I've never been a good rallier because I, my, when I get hungover, it's like an acid issue. Oh, like okay, as in yeah. like I've consumed too much like acidic beverages yeah. and now I'm going to throw up. Right, right, right. So like once, so then when you keep drinking more like acidic alcohol, then I just Makes will it keep worse. being sick. Yeah. Versus like other people will wake up and be like, oh, just have a Bloody Mary. Have right. a this. Yeah. If that doesn't no, yeah. help me because then I'm just sick again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like a weird – so it's a major hibbly for me. But I do I do probably love it more than I hate it. But it does give me hibbly Yeah, vibes. but that hangover at 10 p.m. is not fun. No. And then you can't even go to – you can't even really go to bed because you're so sick. And then you're like kind of tossing and turning because yeah. the sugar mm-hmm. and like – it's just an awkward yeah. in-between, I feel. Yeah, no, so true. Um, okay, now we're going to shift gears to mental health, which, like, I'm, like, <laughs> day drinking. Yeah. And now I'm, like, mental health. Yeah, like, okay. Um, <laughs> so, okay, there's a few, like, this episode I feel like is going to be super mental health heavy because I, just, like, last week, just being, like, the influencer that I am, I took to Instagram stories just to be like, hey guys, like mental health check-in. Like how mm-hmm. is everyone? Yeah. Like to my followers, thinking people were going to be like, I'm vaccinated, I'm feeling better. Yeah. You guys, it was the most depressing shit Aww. I've ever read in my, I was like actually almost crying yeah. because I was, I'm like an empath and to feel how many hundreds of people are not happy right now was like heavy on me to read Mm -hmm. because I was taking it all in and I was like people aren't happy and like it's making me really upset yeah so I want to read them to you guys and the reason why I wanted to bring this up is one because it just showed me like we are so not alone every single person is going through something yeah and like that's what this just goes to show men wrote in women wrote in young people old people every single person in all walks of life are going through something like we cannot underestimate the facts that we are in a pandemic mm-hmm. and it's been a really trying year for people yeah for sure and it made me feel not as alone and it made other people that were writing into me saying that it made them feel not as alone yeah. so mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull up my phone I'm gonna read some of these for you guys and um, hopefully this helps you feel and understand that we're all kind of in it together and although it's been like a trying tough year we're all going through it and um no matter the gender the race the ethnicity like mental health doesn't discriminate and it's something that everyone's dealing with 
Yeah, and I feel like for a lot of people, it's, like, a new thing because of the pandemic. Like, I never really had, like, anxiety or was anxious. But, like, all of a sudden in the past year, like, I've been feeling that way. So I feel like it's just such a new thing because so much has gone on this year that people are, like, worried more and, like, anxious and stuff. So it's, like, hard for people to adjust to, like, feeling that way. And I've actually heard that from a lot of people that they've never experienced, like, mental health struggles until the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here it is. I just said, how's your mental health? Crazy, it's been a year plus of COVID. I'm going to read you guys some of these responses. One of them made me, like, really depressed. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so someone said, "Um, debilitating anxiety but pretending I'm perfectly fine. Good days and bad days. Wild and unpredictable, good and bad. Considering medication and need to find a new therapist, thanks for keeping my spirits up. This person said, just when I think I have control of it, I realize I'm not in control at all. Yeah, that's the worst. Oh, that like gives me anxiety just reading this. Yeah, for sure. Um, In the toilet, Canadian government put us in our third strict lockdown. I'm so done with COVID. Oh my gosh. Terrible. I have no drive at my job and even got reprimanded about my metrics. Life is shit. Oh, the vaccine got me fucked up. More people need to know. Brain fog, irritability for three days plus. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Has definitely been one of the worst I've seen. I've started a bad habit, which is using a jewel. Oh. This person said, um, fiance left me during pandemic. Worst time to be dumped during lockdown. Oh, my gosh. This person said, terrible. Um, It was hard having a baby and not being able to see anyone. Can we just talk about how many people have written in so far? Someone with a fiance. Someone with a baby. Someone with a job. Like, it's every single type of person. Yeah, I know. Um, This person said, and by the way, guys, I'm reading these in order. Like, none have been positive yet. Right. Um, This person said, it's been, this is a man, it's been hard at home with no job and still trying to get my dream job at Barstool. Oh, LOL. Oh my God. (laughs) That person's trying to get me to hire Wait, that's so funny. Oh my God. Well, that happened to me, so you never know. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Um, This is the one person that said something positive. I'm doing shockingly okay. COVID has given me a lot of time to work on myself. That's awesome. Yeah, that is very true. I feel like a lot of people, like, not that they would have wanted it in this way, but the free time has given people, like, spend with their family or like be with their parents or like do be with the people that they want to be with and spend time on themselves yeah true um this person said i feel like an emotional psychopath oh my god (laughs) this person said unhinged all over the place (laughs) um okay there was one that was like really sad and i wonder where it is this one said oh my gosh okay guys these are heavy i'm gonna stop in a little bit this one said i'm a mental health therapist i've had to have my own therapist oh my gosh that's crazy that is very wild pilot mode pilot mode lost both of my uncles due to covid and cancer in a two-year span um this person said i'm burnt out i didn't think that this could ever happen to me but it's here um there was one person i'm trying to find it it made me really fucking sad to curse um (laughs) sorry they said this person said yesterday was the first day i didn't cry in a month oh my gosh oh this is the one like this actually makes me so upset he said terrible i go to bed every night hoping not to wake up oh my gosh that is like heartbreaking (sighs) guys this is the this is the stuff that we're dealing with and like i didn't even read you guys all of them like i just want to say if you are feeling this way you're not alone and I'm trying to create a community. I hope you guys can lean on each other. I have a Facebook group and I've really encouraged people to open up to one another and support one another. There's There have been people in the group that have said, um, you know, like, if you need a friend, I'm here for you. And 
I just want to touch on mental health because it is so heavy right now. And like here I was thinking things were getting better because like the sun is shining. Yeah. But people are still going through it. So check on a friend. Check in with yourself. Um, I'm feeling actually like in a much better mental health place personally. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't. So I just wanted to read that. And also mental health um, comes up a lot in my interview with Anissa. Because even if you're not a fan of um, the challenge on MTV, I still would challenge you to listen to our interview because she talks about um, mental health struggles that she's gone through. It's something that she's actually never spoken about in an interview ever before mm-hmm. and um, how it has affected her weight and body image and how people portray her on TV. So it's all tied together. And that brings me to the spill the tea segment. This is why I wanted to talk about it all in one because you know we're going to talk about Khloe Kardashian. So we will spill the tea in a second. But first, I just want to talk to you guys about Cintron World. It is an aspirational lifestyle beverage brand with a line of sparkling flavored energy beverages, premium bottled water and revitalizer shots. Cintron is fashionable and functional. You could check out their style brand design with the crown inspired by Miss Africa beauty pageant and their cool bottle designs. If you are looking for premium ingredients, long-lasting energy, and vitamin B complex without the junk, crush, or aftertaste, Cintron is your top choice. Follow them on social at Cintron World to see all the fun, fashionable, and inspiring things they are up to, from empowering women to supporting entrepreneurs, Find them at hockey games and charity polo events. And you guys know I love a brand that supports women. Buy them online at CintronWorld.com with promo code CHICKS20 to save 20% off and shipping included. Cintron is more than just a beverage. It is a lifestyle. And Cintron does not just fit into your lifestyle. It enhances it by encouraging you to look and feel great. You guys know that is my vibe as well. So drink it and live it with Cintron. Okay, now we are going to spill the tea. So again, Anissa talked about mental health body image. Chloe has been talking about it. And a lot's been happening. I know that this is kind of old news now, but it's new news for me because I, Chloe Kardashian put out a statement on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, like a, five slide statement talking about how the media um you know how she feels about the media's portrayal of her and her body for the past 20 seasons and I commented on it and since I'm verified my comments rise to the top Mm -hmm. so I commented not really thinking anything of it I'm 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 not really a big commenter. Like, I only really comment on a few people's things. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Coco, like, we love you abs and all. Like, (laughs) do you? Guys. (laughs) She replied back to me. And she was like, I love you so much. Oh, my God. She literally said, I love you. Yeah. So I think people think we're friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, people that are viewing her Right, just, like, looking at it. I got bombarded with dms wait really and comments oh my god people being like real friends wouldn't let each other get plastic surgery what i got like 
Oh my god. <laughs> this like angry artist, like this male. Oh my god. DM'd me and he was like, "Oh, funny, plastic supporting plastic." <laughs> oh my god. That he probably lives in his mom's basement. <laughs> no, so, yeah, in, and, a, in Arkansas. And he literally doesn't follow me. Yeah. He's not like a barstool guy. Like he slowly he, like he clearly was like a Chloe hater. Right, yeah. So I replied because I was just like I never replied to anyone, yeah. but I was like this dude's whack. Yeah, like, sometimes you see one and you're just like, I just want to stick it to them so badly. Yes. Yeah. So I, I wrote it. back and I was like, I've actually never had any plastic surgery in my life. I have no idea what you're even talking about. Yeah. And he went on this rampage and, oh and, and then I blocked him after I said yeah, that. Yeah, as you should. And then I unblocked him because then I was curious what else he was going to say. Dead. Yeah, you got to like, check in. Yeah, I was in like fighting. And then he's like, oh, huh, you blocked me already? Oh, it goes to show. And then oh he starts God. backtracking. So he's like, you know, she just just doesn't represent women blah 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 going off and then he's like but I didn't realize you didn't have anything done I'm really sorry if I came across a really aggressive blah 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 oh my gosh and then, I, river. and then I just never answered anything and then I noticed like a few hours later the messages were suddenly gone oh, like he of course. unsent everything because he didn't want like proof of that he was wrong tr- yeah, yeah of exactly. trolling me oh my gosh um Okay, so here's what I'm going to say about the Khloe Kardashian thing because I think it's important. And you know I talked about a little bit last week how I always see both sides of every single thing. Yep. Here's the thing. I get the sides of the argument and I've seen some really compelling TikToks. A lot of women are feeling like she didn't look bad in the unedited photo that was posted. So it's like why did she work in overtime to get this removed from the internet? Because people feel as though it is not like a good message to send young women that you can't post like an unedited photo without feeling bad about yourself. So Mm -hmm. I get that side. But then the other side of the coin is like, how many times have you taken an unflattering photo or a friend has taken a photo of you where you look like absolute shit, the lighting's bad. Right. And you're like, take that down. I don't want that out there. Yeah, exactly. And that's only for 100, 200 people to see. This is for the entire world. Exactly. So... I see both sides and like the the reason why I have Chloe's back and the reason why I'll continue to whether I agree or disagree with what she does or doesn't do is yeah. because we can't ignore the fact that one person has been told for years and years and years that she's the fat sister, the ugly sister, yeah. and you don't know what that does to someone's mental health. Right. So if it her editing her photos is probably because she's deeply traumatized. Yeah, like, 100%. So I have empathy yes, for her position because yeah. she has never felt good enough. And right. now we're just reinforcing it. And so I have a lot of empathy for someone like her. And she even mentioned in her post how for years people have said her dad is not her real dad. Yeah, and, which is... You know, it's just all this stuff. Yeah. And... um. That's why I support her because Mm -hmm. I think that that's a lot of like mental anguish for one person to take on. Yeah. And it just goes back to like even like the Anissa thing. Like she was like people you don't know what's going on in anyone's life. So you can't really judge anyone unless you know the full story. And that's kind of with her. Like you don't know her mental health or the struggles that she's been through and stuff like that. I mean we know a lot about their life because it's on TV. But there's so much that nobody knows about. So true. And like what if someone like put on weight because they have like a thyroid issue or they're battling cancer and they're going through chemo and you have no idea idea and you're making fun of them like yeah you just don't know someone's struggles and that's why I stood up for Chloe and I stand by standing up for her because I will always put like mental health above 
you know, people are like, she's a role model to girls. She is, but did she sign up to be? We've right. given her that title. Yeah. I think just because you have a platform, people are always like, you have a platform, use it responsibly. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, me and my friends actually, the influencers that I was with this past weekend were actually talking about how no one trained us. Right. For how to handle things. Oh, no. Like, there's all the Asian hate going on. And mm-hmm. when Black Lives Matter was going on, of course you want to speak up. But no, we don't know how to use our platforms. Yeah. It, you don't go through schooling. Like, so you don't get media training. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is how to use your platform yeah. responsibly. Right. Yeah. There's and none of, of that. Yeah. And you want to use it responsibly, but it doesn't mean that you know how to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, or that you have to, right. even for that matter. Yeah, and especially like I look at the TikTokers that are like eighteen or to twenty, and it's like they're so young. Like, okay, yeah, if I had that many followers when I was eighteen, I'd probably be doing dumb stuff too on accident. Like, yeah, not, it's not on purpose, but it just happens. Dixie D'Amelio talked a little bit about that in her interview with Haley Bieber that just came out on YouTube. She was saying how her like media trainers will be like stop talking to the paparazzi like when they're asking yeah. you questions you need to stop answering and Haley was like you owe them nothing right like, don't answer them yeah and Dixie was like but then I get portrayed as this rude. girl that's bitchy and rude and yeah. not answering right exactly like, you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't yeah exactly and it's that's impossible. like the same thing with the Chloe situation. Like, if she didn't delete that photo, people would be like, "Oh, whatever." She, looks, she edits her photos. Yeah, and then it's she deletes it, and everyone's like, "Well, you should have kept it up." Blah, what blah, I blah. really personally would have loved for her to do, and again, I support her either way. I would have loved if she took that photo, posted it to her grid and in her Instagram. Yeah, the photo that was creating this ruckus. Yeah, and was like, "Yeah, this is me." Right, and this is bad lighting. Yeah, and leave me alone right and she didn't, I didn't even look bad in that photo at all but i would have loved if she used it more of like an empowering yeah, moment yeah. to post the photo and then write the statement and be right. like and this is why i felt like i needed to take it down exactly because i'm so hard on myself whatever right like this is me truly yeah. whatever i really would have loved if she did that mm-hmm. or posted like cellulite or something yeah. and just been like yeah I have this. Yeah, yeah. I smooth it out. Whatever. Yeah. Screw you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but she didn't. And you know what? Again, I don't know what it's like to put like a photo of yourself that you feel so uncomfortable with out to a hundred million people. Like, yeah. So I have empathy. That, yeah. That's the moral of, of my story yeah, with that. Exactly. Um, speaking of also me having empathy for reality stars, guys, this whole episode is about like me feeling bad. For people. <laughs> I actually texted um, Hannah Burner from Summer House because I've been watching the show, and if you guys watch Summer House, you know she's had a rough season, Mm -hmm. and she's a friend of mine, and um, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, if I was feeling like the internet was all against me, what would I want? And I would want other people to reach out to me Mm -hmm. and be like, I see you. Yeah. I I care for you. Yeah, yeah. You're there for them. So I sent her a text, and I was just like, I know this season's probably really hard for you. Um, You're really strong. Like, I think, you know what she's doing by like standing up to Luke I'm like it might not be like the popular thing or the easy thing but it's it's the harder thing but I commend you for taking the harder route even though it's making you look worse publicly yeah exactly and she was just like I appreciate that like more than you even know right so back to reaching out to people I'm just like preachy today back to reaching (laughs) out to people it's like you don't know what people are going through so I think it's important when you're watching shows and your keyboard warriors like just be fucking nice. Right. Yeah. I know. People are going through shit. I know. That you don't know about. So. Yeah. 
Um, and you could come out looking like the asshole because you were making fun of them and they're going through some exactly like traumatic stuff. Exactly. Um, and there's also always more to every story. I think I watched reality TV under such a different lens because mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of podcasts and interviews. So I get a lot of like the backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just watch and just take it at face value versus yeah. like digging a little deeper. Yeah. It is interesting now that I've been like working on a lot of podcasts. I've been listening to interviews and after the interview, I'll I'll be like oh okay I'm gonna go back and watch that in a different light or you think of people as differently because they're just being their authentic self like you really never know with tv and editing and stuff so it's like like with Blake or with yeah. just like people like that you're just like okay well I I see his side now. it's so true mm-hmm. it's so true speaking of Blake um <laughs> Katie's promo for the bachelorette came out oh okay really I think I saw it. janky like usually what they do is like these elaborate like like Hannah Browns was like this like fairy tale and like yeah so cool like yeah I don't know if they're planning on doing like a bigger promo it was like her in front of a green screen it was oh, like, okay yes I did see that I wasn't sure if there was a different one I'm gonna say something like very controversial <laughs> I am a bachelor stan I've watched the bachelor since Trista's season like okay that's yeah. I've missed a few seasons here or there I've applied to be on the show like I love the bachelor <laughs> yeah, I think it's amazing too. I believe in it Mm-hmm. I have zero desire to watch Katie be the Bachelorette. Oh, I have different opinions on her. I think than the rest of the world. Not in a negative way, Katie girl. I don't want you to think I'm bashing yeah, yeah. you. I don't want you to think I don't support you. It's not that. It's like I didn't feel the connection. You know, when they make a lead, it's someone that you're so invested yes. in. Like yeah. I rather see Michelle come first out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. Like I um. And nothing against Katie. Like, I think she seems, like, emotionally intelligent. She seems ready to meet someone. But, like, I didn't feel, like, emotionally connected to anyone from Matt's season other mm-hmm. than, like, potentially Michelle. Yeah. And I I don't know if it's because both um, Cla- Claire, Tasha and Matt's seasons, the quarantine ones. Like, right. I didn't feel as much, like, love in those seasons. No, not at all. I feel like very recently it's just been... I think it's maybe the quarantine and they're not traveling, so we're not getting the, like, fairy tale vibes. Yeah, yeah. That is very true. Other than Tasha and Zach, because I think they're incredible. Oh, yes. Um, They're amazing. But I don't feel, like, jazzed about watching another quarantine season Mm -hmm. with a girl I'm not emotionally invested in. Yeah. With a franchise that's been letting us down. I know. It's crazy. I know. I say, like, I've been watching it since... Jason Mesnick season oh, so wild and too. I was in like eighth grade when yeah. I was watching it but I feel like nowadays I just watch it so I can live tweet it and follow along with the jokes and memes and I, stuff so I'm, I'm like in the know with pop culture yeah exactly I like I actually like if I look up from my phone and I listen to a conversation I'm like wait what are they even talking about they like each other it's very like I really only watch it just for the entertainment purposes and I'm not I'm not even enjoying the entertainment anymore exactly exactly like something feels off and I don't know if it's because the um head producer Alon left yeah. a few seasons mm-hmm. ago yep. I don't know what it is but I hope that they heard the feedback about the drama and stuff and they focus more on the love right yeah for sure I also think and I'm gonna predict this now I was telling Trent <laughs> I think Katie might kind of give me Claire vibes oh really okay yeah I think she might be a little bit of a loose cannon yeah I could I could kind of see and that. I think the world doesn't know yet and yeah. we might see it unfold this yeah. is my guys hold me to it if I'm wrong I'm wrong 
I think it might be a little like lusty, snappy. I don't know. Yeah. No, I can. I could kind of see that. She's very. I feel like she's very like independent. Like she's yeah. like the definition of like I'm a strong, independent woman. Claire. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm telling you guys, I'm getting Claire vibes. Yeah. I'm not saying she's gonna like meet someone in two weeks. I don't mean oh, like no, that. No. I just mean more personality. In, like, personality. Like, yeah. No, I can see that too. Actually, that's my that's my theory. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. I feel like this is gonna be a really long episode because I can't shut up um <laughs> that's it for the intro I am going to jump into the interview with Anissa now I am obsessed with the challenge it is the best show on television I stand by it I absolutely love shows on MTV and Anissa is a boss and I loved chatting with her so if you are new here I hope you subscribe and um tune in every week we have conversations like this so here is the interview with Anissa Okay, guys, I am here with Anissa Ferreira from MTV's The Challenge, now Challenge All-Stars. Anissa, so excited to meet you. Oh, thanks. You too. I've been watching The Challenge forever, and um, my podcast is newer at Barstool, but on my old podcast, I interviewed tons of people like Josh and... Um, who else Marie just like a lot of people from the challenge but you are like the OG so I'm super excited Thanks. Uh, um, I have so many questions so I talk a lot on my podcast about like mental health and body image and you know obviously I want to touch on the show but there's so much about you too as a person that I feel like is complex and deep and there's a lot that you kind of deal with so I'd love to kind of just talk about like what it's like to feel underestimated because I feel like that's been happening to you for too damn long. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's frustrating, I guess, but I think a lot of my life I've spent proving something to someone. Um, so it's not a new feeling, but it's, it's new in how it's presenting itself to me now after so long. That it's like these new kids who have never really participated in anything and haven't looked anywhere beyond themselves that haven't been introspective that are judging me, someone who has been doing this for so long, who, you know, has dealt with so much shit. I mean, from all angles, um, it's just, I just want to be respected. And I mean, you can say what you want about me as a competitor. I really don't care, but it's more of a you know, just being kind and mindful that like, you know, we are human beings. We do have feelings like um, perhaps it, it would be beneficial to not be such an asshole. <laughs> so, <Yep. laughs> um, but I've been able to filter through all of this stuff. Like I don't come home and, you know, pick apart my body and my, my everything because, you know, a few pompous assholes want to, you know, talk about it. So yeah. I found a nice balance of like, okay, maybe you should do more of this and less of this, but altogether you've been pretty badass. So, Well, that's the thing. It's like, at what point do you stop trying to prove people wrong and then start doing it? Like for you, I was actually talking about this on um, another interview that I did about myself where sometimes it's like, you know, I always feel like I'm my own biggest critic. Like I need to be smarter because I didn't feel smart as a kid or I need to mm -hmm. work harder because people doubted me. And it's like at some point you're kind of like the hell with what you think. It's right. like I'm doing this for me. 
Right. And I, I think that happens. Yeah. I think for a long time on the show, it was a lot of like, yeah, I don't really care what you think. I'm going to do what I have to do. And there's just been this kind of like full circle, like evolution process. There's just like a lot going on of like, I'm more aware of what I'm doing and more aware of how that may affect other people and not just me. So it's not just a me thing. So there is growth in there. And then you know, feeling underestimated, feeling like you have to prove things. I mean, I am older and I have been doing this longer and my body has changed. So I feel like there are things that, you know, challenge me within myself first. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then I have a challenge in front of me. So um, I think there are a lot of things at play that just cause me to really want to prove it to me. It's really not about them, but their doubt fuels me. And then once I prove it to myself, I'm like, (laughs) yeah, that's what I was going to say. It still feels good when you kind of stick it to someone and you're like, I'm trying to stick it to everyone on every show that I go on from now on. No, 100%. I get that too. It's like, it's like, I'm not doing this for you, but it's going to feel so good when I could just be like, told you so. Right. Because there's, it's just like when people doubt you, it fuels you to just be like, okay, you think I can't do this? Watch me. And I think people have seen you kind of do that throughout the show because what I thought was so funny is it just goes to show that like people being good partners has nothing to do with two extreme athletes. Like for example, Fessy was your partner, but you were able to like tolerate him because it seems like everyone else is having a hard time working with him. And when you could tell now later on in the season, I'm talking about just like the regular challenge now that people are, um, switching partners and they're not being able to work together as much and it just goes to show just because you're both athletic or you're both smart two people with puzzles like CT and Cam they were fighting and butting heads like sometimes it's yin and yang and um you were actually able to handle Fessy way better than anyone else like Nani couldn't wait to get rid of him <laughs> yeah I want I mean he had a he had a gold he had his gold skull and that was more strategic than it was because I wanted to be around him. Yeah. You know, it was not just a, Oh my God, it's fussy. It was was like, no, he has a gold skull. I do too. We both kind of are, you know, intimidating in elimination. So if I get with him, we're least likely to be thrown down again. So it was strategic. It was smart. It wasn't about him as a competitor because we weren't great together all the time. And the only time he won challenges was with me. Exactly. That's my point, though. Like, yeah, people could say what they want. Like, you were able to work the best with him because of you, not because of me. I mean, I was a machine. Whatever he needed me to do in that swimming thing, I was like, okay, we'll do it. I mean, I'm not afraid to be cold. I'm not afraid to keep going. I just need the person that's going to push me, you know, because it's easy to give up when it's freezing. So many people are like, I'm done. I'm cold. Do you know I can't? Like, that's the one thing with the challenge. I joke because, you know, when you watch reality TV show, whether it be The Bachelor, The Challenge, The Housewives, you put yourself in that situation. You're like, how would I act hmm. in that situation? But you can't. That's how, that's how I watch it. I'm like, I would quit. <laughs> but you second. don't know. Like, it was I know. so cold. And I'm sure many people <laughs> wanted to quit, but you didn't because – we are a different breed of people where we're like, we're going to keep going. But I love that viewers are like, oh my God, I could totally do that. I'm like, okay, fine. You come on here and you do it. Oh, I've not me. I watch it and I'm like, these people are superheroes because I feel I'm competitive 
But the second I was cold, I feel like my brain would be like, all right, forget it. Like we're out of here. That was the cool thing about being a little thicker. I was like, I got this little insulation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Um, so if what I was is, skinny, I would have died. That's interesting because things play to your advantage at different moments in time. Like sometimes the lighter people with the climbing challenges do better, but then maybe swimming thicker people do. You just, you don't know. And that's what I like I about know. the show. Any scenario could be thrown your way and it doesn't matter how big you are. Sometimes like the bigger guys gas out or vice versa. You just, you just don't know. My, I think the biggest thing for me is visibility and, you know, representation. And my body hasn't always been like this. And even it's crazy. Cause you can't keep, you can't make anyone happy. When I was one, I don't know, 130, 140, which is smaller than Tori, which is smaller than Natalie, smaller than a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. It's I'm five seven, so one forty does not look good on me. I'm like scale yeah. four. But when I was there in rivals too, like when I was training, like I mean, I train now, but like I was training six days a week. I mean, my whole life was dedicated to that and food and whatever, and it makes for a pretty boring life, and you don't really have much to do. But you know, I set a goal and I attained it you know, you get older and your body changes, but I was even fat shamed then at 140. So imagine what I'm getting now, but I'm like, my ass is still moving. Like, yes, sure. I wish I were a little lighter so I could feel lighter on my feet, but that's just coming from like a movement standpoint of like, I know how much faster I can be when there's less fat on my ass. It's fine. I can say that, but I don't want someone to take my strength away from me because I'd gained some weight. I mean, I, I've never really talked about it, but it was just like, I had these two ankle surgeries, nine months apart. Then I had stopped taking my Adderall. I had quit smoking. And then I started taking Lexapro. And if anybody knows, it makes you gain weight. And if Mm. you're mobile and you can't walk, you'll probably gain weight. And, but I was the healthiest I had ever been. I think that's the most important thing. Not anxious anymore. Finally. I mean, I had been, I want to get emotional about it suffering in silence for so long and I mean through all these challenges I mean my most anxious moments like just giving up finals because I didn't think I could do it because oh my god what if I was in the middle of the far like I'd never talked to anybody about this I mean you are the first person that I said this to that's outside of like my friends group and it was really hard for me and this is what healthy for me looks like now so if you have a problem with that, well, fuck you. Would you rather me smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, um, taking Adderall and being anxious and being unhappy and being sad? No, I would hope you wouldn't want that for me. So if I can represent all of these things, that means more to me to show that, you know, mental health is important. We should talk about it. One, no one deserves to suffer in silence and, your body is beautiful the way that it is. If it's strong, it doesn't have to have muscles that are bulging out everywhere. And that thank you for, strength yes. is not just a physical thing. So absolutely. And thank you for saying all this. that shit up and put a bow on it and be like, this is what life looks like. And at 39, this is what my life looks like. This is mine. This isn't for you to judge or to talk shit about fellow challengers. This is something that's just very you know, specific to me, even though it does resonate with other women, sure. And other people fine, but this is my lived experience and I don't share it because 
It's just hasn't been really part of my story. I've been very quiet about it because I'm expected to be so strong. And um, I don't think mental illness, mental health should be looked at as a bad thing. It is just a thing that happens. And if we can navigate, navigate through it and try and try and try to find the right things that work for you because it is a task. Um, and finally reach that place where like, you know, you can walk outside and not feel like you want to run and hide. I mean, it's it's an amazing and freeing feeling. Absolutely. And I commend you. I think these things shouldn't be taboo. And they don't make you any weaker. They make you stronger. And I think that's something that I've been thinking about a lot with weight because – you know, I get comments, people make comments on everything. And it's like, you don't know what someone's battling with inside. Mm -hmm. And it's not for you to judge that because what if someone's sick? What if they're battling something? Mental health, that is battling something. It Mm -hmm. is something that is so tough. And I just, I think it's even, it shows that your strength even more that you could be like, look, I've been through all this shit. I am my healthiest. Mm -hmm. You might not think I look my healthiest but this is me showing up at my best so I really I'm really happy that you said that and I think we saw this season mental health become such a bigger part of the season and we've even race and Mm -hmm. that's why I love you because you represent so much like (laughs) you really do like you are the most um I'm happy that you're getting the recognition as like the face of the challenge because you represent body positivity, women of color. Um, I feel like even with your like sexual identity, you don't put labels to it. Just everything. You're just like, Mm -hmm. this is me. And you don't really shy away. Um, So what's it been like? I know when you left, you just said that you were happy that you just wanted to see a woman of color win. And um, how does it feel that you were kind of part of that change? I mean, amazing. I was more upset, well, more moved by that than me leaving the show. I could give a shit if I left. I, I gave everything I had. It was the most stressful show ever. And I saw all of these women up there and I'm like, well, this is what I said day one that I wanted to happen. And I had a purpose this season. And it really left me feeling like accomplished. You know, like mm-hmm. I may not be running the final, but one of my sisters is like, there, especially at this time, because I've been getting comments like, oh, well, you're racist. I'm like, it's so crazy. Black people didn't invent race. So it's very hard to be racist and, you know, a system that was meant to make us second class citizens. So that's besides the point. But shut up. <laughs> like, like, stop sending me messages because you're stupid. And I was basically saying, like, you know, you have, you know, Casey, you know, who's representing like Southeast Asian women and you have, And then you have Amber, who's like mixed and Cam is, you know, a brown woman, but she's Jamaican. Like you have Nani, who's Latina. Like you have all these different things. It wasn't like the black women. It was all of, all of my (laughs) little, yeah, all of them. I mean, my little smorgasbord of like (laughs) ethnicity and all of this, because I feel like we're disposable and I feel like we get thrown away and we're expected to be strong and like nothing phases us as a culture, like all of us, you know? we're constantly like the angry black woman or the feisty Latina or, you know, like you get those um, kinds of labels. So I'm like, okay, well our feisty angry asses are going to get right to the final. Mm -hmm. And especially with what was going on in the political climate, like 
why not have something so refreshing as to see these beautiful women at the end, these strong women who persevered. And I'm sure they have all in their own way have lived through some type of bullshit. And now you see them at the end and it's like, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing MTV does so nicely. And I think it's true. I think with a lot of these conversations, people with race just are like, oh, we need more black people on shows or we need more this, more that. It, there's everything, like you just said. There's Latina. There's there's literally everything. People, different sexual orientations, different religions, different – and that's what's great about them also having um, people coming in from different countries now. It's like the entire world is being represented on the mm-hmm. show. Even like Fessy, he's Muslim. You know, there's – Oh, Nam is my favorite. Nam's like oh. French <laughs> – Vietnamese yeah. and black from Germany. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, Nam, if you ever listen, I mean, I'm available here for hugs and love. <laughs> Me and my sister die at because we like love watching the show together, <laughs> and we die how everyone like just loved Nam, and there were every, even the guys were like, Nam is so hot. <laughs> he is, but it was more than just him. His spirit, I mean, such a kind man. He seems so sweet. Like, yeah. so, so You just want to love him. He just really made it. He's one, he's a good one. Well, so now I'm starting to watch All-Stars. All you better believe I bought freaking Paramount. Come on. It's so good. I <laughs> even course. bought it. I even bought it. <laughs> I was like, I have to. Like, I have to buy it. I need to know. I'm too nosy. Like, I need to know what's going on. I mean, and- it's fucking good. Oh, wait. I was dying, Anissa, because within... I thought people were going to like have maybe watched past seasons like people that haven't been on in 20 years and realized the intensity level has like really like intensified. Meanwhile, people come on and I feel like everyone's like tapping out left and right. And then it's people like you and Darrell and Derek who have been there and been playing in current seasons. And I feel like you guys like are bringing that same intensity and everyone else. It's like watching a relay race. This was the this was a hard one. I mean, you had to swim out there with no life vest. It I, did look hard. I swam out there three times because guys on my team didn't want to go again. So I went back out. And you're the swimmer. like Yeah. I was just floating there. I was like, I'm fine. I, don't need, I told the guy on the thing, I called it a gondola because he was driving. The safety guy was going so slow. I'm like, <laughs> are you giving tours next? So <laughs> I dove down and there was one piece we couldn't get. But I dove down about three, four times with wow. each piece that I had to go get. So that's about 12 dives down there and it's buoyant. So you, and you have to equalize, like there was a lot of stuff going on, but just because I didn't get my, the bigger, the number, the lower it was down. Yeah. Excuse me. We're trying to get 150. Mark Long couldn't get it. Derek couldn't get it. I couldn't get it, which means I don't know who could have gotten it, but these people were not prepared. And after that, I they was were like, dying. we need to talk to, we need to talk to Justin Booth. Cause I don't know what's going on. I was like, welcome to the challenge. I was literally cracking up because it, in all fairness, like, yes, it did look, it did look really hard, but I was just laughing because I'm used to watching the season total madness, right? That's the one that's currently airing. Do you know, I never know the names of like, Double what's agents. airing. You Double agents. Don't know. Oh, I never know. It's like, what's wrong with me? I'm currently watching Double Agents and like the intensity is so extreme. And then I go to All Stars and like, granted, I know it's going to pick up, but it's people that are like in their 40s, 50s. Like they haven't they even still watched the show. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's 40, what? 41? A fish. <laughs> Did you see him swim? A fish. Yeah. 
It's Mark honestly- Long is 49. A fish, a big chiseled fish. Oh, t- yeah, he is chiseled. Like, right? I'm just so excited to see people back because it's that spirit that we love of, like, the partying and the friends. And it just, like, is everything that we used to love that the newer seasons don't have because someone made a good point. They were like, now everyone in the newer seasons is, like, doing CrossFit and training and they don't want to drink because, you know, you don't want to be hungover. They all drink. They all drink. (laughs) You're like, don't let it fool you. (laughs) Yeah, no. Fess is the first one at the bar just chugging stuff. Stop. Oh my God. I love it. Well, I'm so excited to see everything unfold. Um, you're and you're still, it. you're doing your podcast still with, uh, the challenge podcast as well. Right. Yeah. And you yes, say you're just, you're killing it. You're everywhere. A lot of work. I didn't know. I mean, I clearly am a professional. I'm sitting here like, <laughs> so <laughs> with all your equipment, like, it's fun. It's fun. And it's good for you because every time I listen to you and Tori host one, I'm like, these girls are getting on everyone's good side because now you're making all these new friends. Like with just by hosting the podcast, I'm like, they're getting on everyone's good side. They're getting all the Intel. So I have big hope for you guys. Try and be be not to be unbiased, you know, just because we were trying to give a fair perspective, but also giving our perspective because we still need to, you know, add a little pizzazz to it. It can't just be like, Hey, so this is what happened on the challenge today. Everything was like, I'm not, I heard a podcast like that about our show. I'm never going to be that. We're always going to be us, but you know, there is a, a fair and cool way to do it without dragging everybody, except for Fessy. I drag them all the time. I love it. I love it so much. Um, you're the best, Anissa. Thank you so much for being so open and honest. Yeah. And where could everyone tune in? I know everything's airing. All the podcasts are up. Where could everyone follow you, tune in, all of the things? Oh, God. So, yes. <laughs> Watch the Challenge All-Stars on Paramount+. Plus. I think it's on Thursday at, is it 9? I don't know because I watched it a day is late. It airs at 12. Well, it's streaming, so figure out when you yeah. can watch it. Um, I know I watched it. Watch like the Double next Agents, day. if you will. I'm not on it any morning, but anymore. But <laughs> you can catch Tori and I on the official Challenge podcast on iHeartRadio and or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. The next morning, the next Thursday, and then um, yeah. So we are also going to be doing um, the All Stars uh, podcast too. So that'll be fun, and if you want to send love in my dms about body positivity and women power and men that support women and feminism and everything else that's juicy or you just want to tell me you love me and show me some of your single <laughs> friends you can find me at anisa mtv that's a-n-e-e-s-a mtv on instagram because i really don't go on anything else yeah and you guys could send me some um, dating you could send me your friends too while you're at it <laughs> Yes, we I would, would both like your friends. I'm like, could not, maybe just... you, maybe even you. But if you're not available, <laughs> we'll take your friends. Yeah, I'm like, could someone just like introduce me to someone? Like, what is going on? Anyone? <laughs> I you love know, it. It's so crazy, you. just being so smart and wonderful with great personalities, and then just duds. I know. It's like, um, I'm waiting. Hello, I'm here. Right. I'm available. <laughs> right. Like, hot commodities sitting here, wasting well, away. Well, I know Drake follows you. That is a flex. <laughs> like, oh my God. You know, hard flex. <laughs> um, I got Dixie D'Amelio to follow me and I'm like, that's like my biggest flex. She's 19. 
like she's one of the big like TikTokers. And I'm like, that's my only flex. Like I need like a man. I don't drink. Yeah, we'll figure I'm it available. out. I'll <laughs> All right, we'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, let me know. <laughs> Thank you, Anissa. You're welcome. Have a great that- day. Okay, guys, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Just a reminder, I do have a Facebook group. If you go to my Instagram, it is in my bio. You could click and request access there. I'm trying to build a badass group of women who could support each other and talk about things like reality TV and mental health and boys and dating and everything in between and then don't forget that my merch is also linked in my bio I have the tired and sexy merch up and I have amazing new stuff launching for spring all I'm gonna say is Hibbly vibes you guys <laughs> are gonna love it I'm so excited and if you're not following me on Instagram or tea with publicity on Instagram don't forget to give me a follow so we could dm and stay up to date and get to know each other even better I will see you guys next week 